Good morning and welcome to Good to Grow. I'm Denise Rodriguez. I'm John White. And I'm Jed Petterzelka. And we're going to get straight into it, even though our thermometers, thermostats, internal temperatures may be running a little hot lately. Uh, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about fall gardening and to be able to kind of get into the next season of gardening, if you will. A couple of things that gardeners, in order to be successful, are going to have to make sure they get their planting calendars out. So we're going to kick it right into choosing which plants are going to grow in the cooler season. Uh, and we're phasing out here into the fall. So let's kick it off on maybe some identifications on some plants that we want to transplant versus direct sow. And we'll start off with some vegetables. Well, and there's a whole variety of things that you can plant. You've got your root crops and your leafy greens, green onions and chives are good. Turnips, beets, chale, excuse me. I always try and say kale and chard together and they come up with a new plant. It's kale and chard. And we do a lot of those in the greenhouse. We'll propagate those and, and get them started for our gardens. Spinach is really a great direct sow. And uh, there's heat tolerant varieties of spinach, but you don't want to plant it too early. But those have worked well. Different kinds of lettuces that we can all use in our kitchens on a regular basis. Nothing keeps us healthier than that, I don't think. What other kinds of leafy greens am I missing out on, John? Well, you've got a pretty good, I mean, lettuce. There's a lot of different kinds of lettuce, you know, different colors and everything to them. You can really make a very colorful salad bowl out of some of the different lettuces that you can use. And you can use the beet greens and radish greens and, Mm -hmm. you know, spinach. All those will make greens for for your salad also, so they can be done. A lot of people are using them in their in their smoothies too, and yeah. you know, which makes a real healthy drink. And radishes, I mean, they're a go-to little plant. You know, you get a quick turnaround on them, and uh, you can plant them year-round. But they yeah. seem do better. I mean, with stuff the like broccoli and cauliflower. They're you know fairly long seed to harvest time, so right. You do either like to buy a transplant. Or you like to get them in early, even though it's hot here. Maybe it'll mm-hmm. cool off. But the broccoli and Brussels sprouts and cauliflower and all those are much nicer looking being grown in the fall versus spring. Right. Absolutely. So, so that's a great time. They just take a while, about 100 days yeah. from seed to harvest. So you got to give right. them time. As opposed to something like you can directly sow, like maybe like a spinach seed directly. And that's going to take, uh, you know, maybe about 7 to 10 days for germination, but that one's going to be gone maybe, or maybe be ready for harvest between like 30 to 60 days, I would say. And if you continuously pluck those leaves on there as well, you'll have a continuous harvest. And I think one thing we could talk about succession planting um, and how you don't want to get all of your crops in all at the same time and really just kind of space out the planting and thus you space out the harvest because believe it or not, you know, we always suggest to people Make sure that you read what's behind the back of those seed packets that you buy. You know, those gives you lots of information. And that's where that really important calendar is because, you know, you have to think way out ahead of time uh, when you plan to harvest. Well, I think that's one of the things right now with as warm as it's been. And we talk about this in the wintertime when it's chilly. This is a great time to get your seed catalogs out. Decide, you know, you In gardening, I think it's vitally important. You've got to plan ahead. 
make sure that your soil has been amended properly. You've had tomatoes and other things in the ground, and you might be getting a fall flush of new tomatoes too, because they certainly have not been setting fruit this time of year because it's just too darn hot. But uh, they're going to give you, you know, if, if you haven't already pulled them, you might want to start some, some late tomatoes and they'll often go through into November, depending on when we get that first frost. But another one that I always like to plan for is garlic. And I usually plant it towards the end of September, first part of October. And it takes a long time. You're not going to harvest until probably late May of the, you know, of 2024. But uh, it's very prolific and it's easy to grow. And, uh, you know, they've got pretty greens on them while they are growing. So it's not like they're not pretty in the garden because they really are. But that's something to think about. I've had some issues with some tomatoes. I know that you mentioned that as the temperatures cool off, there uh-huh. may be some fruits that be able to get some harvest of tomatoes. I have mm-hmm. found in the past that sometimes I allow those tomatoes to sit in there and kind of bounce back with that monsoon moisture with those cooler temperatures. And then right. I kind of have lost my window <laughs> of fall planting too. So I think there's some hard decisions you have to, right. to make as well too. And just, you know, we're going to go go forward and make sure that you get those transplants in of those cooler season crops right. as well. Because there's only some, we only have so much space as backyard gardeners right. too. <laughs> well, we have to pick and choose. And yeah. maybe it's kind of like in baseball, it's a sacrifice fly, you know. Right. And uh, I, I finally pulled tomatoes just because I didn't feel like it was good water conservation at all. And by the time I kept those things as moist as they need to be, I was probably paying $18 a pound for not so pretty looking tomatoes. So, but, and that's the joy of planting in the fall. And for some reason, I don't think a lot of people think about doing a fall garden. And it's not just with vegetables. It's a wonderful time for your ornamentals. And you've got some cool season herbs that you can plant with cilantro and dill and parsley in our neck of the woods. It's a biannual, but mine never dies back. And even if it starts to just leave it and let those, uh, you know, we talked last week about beneficials and the butterflies love to lay their chrysalis, the the larva Mm -hmm. on that parsley and they just chomp away on it. And so, you know, you're just giving back to the earth. So I think that's a wonderful thing to do. And there's lots of things that you can grow here that are going to be more annual rather than or more of a perennial than some of the other different parts of the country. So and chives is another one, you know, the little green onions. So you've got two, you've got your chives and your green onions. Mm-hmm. But uh, like you said, pull out that planting calendar that you'll find on our website. Right. TXMG.org slash El Paso. And uh, it's under the vegetable category on the learn tab. So there's a lot of information on different things. And you mentioned succession planting, snap beans, peas, and good fall flowers. One I'm excited to try again that I haven't done in a long time is sweet peas. Mm. And they are just a beautiful little vine that blooms and blooms and blooms and blooms. And the more you harvest, the more blooms you're going to get. Right. Um, Especially uh, in El Paso, sometimes a lot of folks use chain link fence. That kind yes. of complements their rock walls too. If you're looking for an area mm-hmm. to screen out some unsightly areas or create right. some privacy, you know, be a great opportunity to put in some mm-hmm. of those vining crops that it withstand that. And it makes it a lot easier to harvest because it has a built-in guide <laughs> and protection to, to come up uh, as well. Right to crawl up on. Another thing, um, a friend of mine is a sweet pea, just a pro at it. And she uses the netting Mm. and she'll uh you know the little tabs that you put on the fence and just strap the netting to that 
Okay. And they love to, to climb up on that and bind up on that. It's really, really pretty. So, and of course, pansies, and snapdragons. And we were talking before the show, John was saying that petunias, you know, doing a late planting of petunias because, you know, they just burned up here lately. They just can hardly handle it. Calendulas, vincas, stock. There's all sorts of things. But there again, I think that goes back to those seed packets and be sure and read the back of the packet. A lot of them will tell you whether it's better to direct sow them or to, you know, get them started in six packs or whatever. So, right. And I always recommend to people, if you're going to go to the nursery, and especially with your ornamentals, you can buy a six pack of something for probably around $3. And you can buy the same plant in a bigger pot. Mm-hmm. It's going to cost at least double that. But those six packs, if you plant them properly in some moist soil, they're going to grow quickly and you're going to have six good sized plants in a short period of time. And sometimes they plant those kind of tight. So sometimes you get bonus plants in there too, not just six. (laughs) So that's another. And they do, they they really take off, especially with the pansies and the pansies, the little Johnny jump ups. I call those junior violets, Uh, you know, or junior pansies really, they're real sweet little plant and uh, they're make a nice filler. Uh, Another one is alyssum. We've talked a lot in the past about in your containers with the thrill of filling a spill. And that alyssum will drape down off of that pot. And it loves the cooler weather as well. Yeah, those little dainty white flowers are really cute in in containers because you can kind of bring them up closer to eye level Mm -hmm. as well. But you definitely gave me a a show idea here on thrifty gardening, Jen. There you go. (laughs) That we're going to plug into a future show. Exactly. (laughs) We need to to cut some uh, dollars out of your gardening uh, hobby there. (laughs) Well, and it's everything we've talked about, you know, that's things have gone up in price, everything and and gardening, uh, you know, plants, seeds, tools, all of that. That's no exception. It's all gotten more costly than it was before. So, right. Absolutely. I I really enjoy uh, gardening in the fall because you don't have to deal with a lot of the elements, you know, when you're transplanting tender plants, whether you're constructing a container garden or whether you're putting some pots together for your front entrance, you don't have to deal with a lot of the winds that we see in the springtime. Sometimes with those strong winds start coming in, they kind of like make those tender plants a little tattered and windblown, if you will. And you really bypass that in the fall season. And because the, the soil itself is warm, and it's going to stay warm. You know, you don't have to kind of right. wait for that window. Uh, when you talk about vegetables that we talk a lot about, you know, waiting for that mm-hmm. soil to warm up before we plant some warm season vegetables. We have the opposite happening there. So we want to make sure that we get those seeds in there germinate it nice and quickly and then established so that once they start reproducing or start flowering, they can certainly be during that colder time frame and hopefully get some cooler weather set in by the time that they're ready to mature. Another pro about fall gardening versus spring gardening is sometimes when we have our, our lettuces or our radishes, if it gets too hot too quick, they start bolting. You yes. know, they start sending all of that energy from that bulb into those flowers and then the vegetable itself kind of doesn't taste as crisp it's as bitter, nice. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of with that dull. So definitely being able to avoid those temperature extremes and fluctuations when we're getting too hot. And plus, it's just pleasant to be out there as well, too, and be able to withstand not trying to avoid the excessive heat. Uh, so definitely, and I've heard some from great master gardeners and some great gardening enthusiasts too that say 
I only garden in the fall. I only have a vegetable patch in the fall. Don't blame them. <laughs> no, and if you've not done it before, you really should try it because I don't know. That's it's almost like a paradigm that people right. have about you know can only plant things in the spring and summer. Well, maybe that's true in Bangor, Maine, but right, absolutely. <laughs> you know, we have we have a real advantage where a lot of things that are annuals elsewhere can right. almost be perennials here in El Paso. So absolutely. Well, if you lots of lots of good gardening opportunities for and sure. a lot of great tents to be able opportunities for you all to to learn and join us as well so Absolutely. we are currently accepting applications for the texas master gardener program to be held in el paso county that deadline closes august the 16th so you want to make sure you get that application soon you can download it from our website and you can get it by calling our office at 915-771-2354 Join us at the home show, the Fall Home and Garden Expo down at the County uh, Convention Center in downtown El Paso, September the 8th to the 10th, where you'll be able to visit with master gardeners and have your all your gardening questions answered. And with that, we're all out of time, but Good to Grow is produced with the help from KTEP, including audio editing by Eduardo Reyes and website archiving by Arlie Avitia at the Communications Department at the University of Texas at El Paso. We want to thank you for listening. I'm Denise Rodriguez. I'm John White. And I'm Jan Petterzelka. And remember, a gardener shadow is the best way to keep your garden good to grow.